This is Just Football. Hello, um, welcome to Just Football. This is Dan S hosting today. And as usual, I have da- Dave W. I was getting your names mixed up then. And, and Dan P. Welcome. How are you both? Very good. Very good. Thank you. Yeah, good. Thank you. Thank you for asking. Good, good, Dave. Um, so last week, just before we get started into our topic, last week, Dan um, called out to anyone who could come up with a superstar 11 based on a random subject. And I believe we had one in. Um, so Dan, do you want to go for it and introduce it? Yeah, I've had we've had some feedback already on that. So this is from Joey Fitz, or as he is known on Twitter, Lord Joey Fitz. Um, nice. Yeah, <laughs> I and approve of that he, man, completely. <laughs> he has got. He's part of a number of podcasts. He's uh, he's he's in one called Two Blokes from Blighty. He does a weekly talking lasso as a Ted Lasso review. And the main one he is in is the Game Club podcast. But anyway, yeah, he has come up with a, um, well, apart from one where he stretched it slightly, but he admitted it, it's a dog-based uh, first 11. But he's also included a chairman. So, um, again, no, don't have a go at me. This is all Joey. So <laughs> the, ch- the chairman is Spaniel Levy. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah. <laughs> that right at the moment. <laughs> yeah. The team will be managed by Mauricio Puccettino. Yeah. Nice. That's good. And he's gone for a 3 4 3 formation. So, in goal, this is the one he said he struggled with is Pet a check. Yeah. Um, in defense, we've got John Terrier, Hawes Koncheski, and Treat Alexander Arnold. <laughs> <laughs> In midfield, we've got Matteo Guendouzi, Paul Pugba, David Barkham, and Lucas Pudulski. (laughs) 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 And up front, we've got Spaniel Sturridge, Didier Dogba, and Terrier Henry. I love that. Yeah, that's pretty good. Do you think that would beat your first, your um, food 11, if we were to put the Pets 11 against the food 11? Uh, No. No, but <laughs> sorry, it's only episode two, so I'm not having, having anyone trump me just yet. But I like it. It'll be maybe like a high scoring draw, four, four, five, five, if it was a football game. But yeah. the, the one but yeah. is, um, sorry, Dan, it's Dave Bassett. Hound. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah, if um yeah, if anyone has got anything similar along the same lines or yeah, on a completely different subject, yeah, do send them in. Um we'll give well, you all the tweet details it out as well. Yeah, we will actually. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll get on that after the episode's aired. Yeah, cool. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, Joey. Um, so, oh, Lord, just... Joey. Sorry? Sorry? Lord Joey. Lord Joey. Lord Joey. Lord Joey. Yeah. I also got the impression that he's an Aston Villa fan. I don't know what kind of lightly. Yeah, yeah. lightly. Yeah. Yeah, I um. Yeah, I did message him, and at the weekend it was very civil. There was because, um, uh, yeah, for context, uh, Tottenham Dan and I's team played Villa and we lost, but it was all very amicable. There was no um, trolling, so 
Thank yeah. you, Joey, for that. So, <laughs> so, so what we were going to do this, well, what side we're going to do this week is we're just going to run a few of the few of the football headlines from the weekend, and then we're just going to do a bit of a deep dive into the playoffs um, and the history and and what happened in them this weekend. So, first headline we're going to talk about is the women's FA Cup final that took place yesterday, um, and Chelsea beat Man United one nil. Um, and just to give you a few stats of of that game, which we will discuss in a minute. This is the third FA Cup win for Chelsea in a row. Um, it's Man United's first appearance in the final. The attendance was 77,390, which is a world record for the women's domestic game, which is impressive. And just to give that some context, and this is what I found out, 10 years ago, if you were to look at the women's FA Cup final 10 years ago, the attendance was 4,988 and the final was played at Keep Moat Stadium. Anyone know where that is? I've heard of it. I recognise it. It's yeah. up in Doncaster. So we've we've gone from Doncaster to Wembley in ten years, and times the attend multiply the attendance by about four. My maths is terrible. About, by about sixteen. Which is really impressive. I think even from last year, I think the attendance is nearly double. Um, it's, it's around that mark, maybe about 50 percent more. It's quite remarkable, isn't it? I think I think given probably the success of the women's uh, England women's team at the Euros. Yeah, we saw that the Emirates was sold out for the semi-finals of the uh, Champions League, and now yeah. this, yeah, up. it's incredible. I mean, regardless, sorry, I was going to say regardless as well of whether it's a record for the women's game, it's actually a huge amount for any game of football, isn't yeah. it? Really, if you, if you think about it, so it's at some point. I think, especially with the attendances, it's going to merge into. It's just going to be combined. I think the, the both sets of both games because yeah, that's that's an incredible attendance for for any game really. I just hope it keeps some momentum because it seems like it's got some momentum now. It's it's travelling a little bit. I just hope that continues over the next few years and continues to progress. I, th- I, I think, think it will. If they continue to progress, you're going to struggle to get more than 77,000 in Wembley. Like, <laughs> but carry on getting the emphasis behind it and, and the spotlight on it. I think Did you it see will. the celebration think... as well? No. no, I didn't see the celebration. I haven't seen the goal either. Yeah, have, have a look at it. It's very impressive. Yeah? What, the celebration of a goal? Celebration. I, I did hear, because she did a flip, didn't she? Yeah, she did, yeah. I did hear that she said to someone before the game she's going to do a flip celebration today, so she was that confident that she was going to score, but she she called it before she did it. Yeah, as a manager, are you happy for players to celebrate like that? Because you could easily twist an ankle or something, right? So, Yeah, that must have happened, mustn't it? Do you remember Espria, Faustino Espria? Did he do oh, it? He was great. Three backflips, I think, I think he used to do, didn't he? Like that, but that's why Robbie Keane did the, the little rollover, or roly-poly. to to do something exciting but not injury um, prone Um, yeah exactly sorry just while we're talking about women's football I just do want to shout out Biggleswade United's women's team as they beat um, a team 16-1 yesterday so yeah big up the Biggleswade United well well done to Biggleswade for that big win at the weekend what did you say was 14-1 how many different goal scorers was that Joe, I need to have a look, but I think two of them were now, they, they were battling each other during that game for top scorer. Oh, really? Of the, oh, the, the season, yeah. The same team? Yeah, yeah. So, 
Yeah, I'll, I'll have a look at that further, further in this I week. I'm how selfish you get in that position about like assisting <laughs> yeah. and scoring yourself. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So that is the women's game that happened over the weekend. Um, elsewhere, we'll just go through the, the Premiership uh, quickly, where there were big matches in both the title race and the relegation battle. So we'll go to a, uh, the title race first. Well, unfortunately, Dave, and we'll come to you for feedback in just a second. It, it looks smile like on your face. I've got to smirk as I say this. But, Dave, it looks like Arsenal have let the title away slip with a, a 3 0 loss at Bright- against Brighton while Man City strolled to a win at Everton. Any feedback? Any thoughts, feelings? It's not a surprise. I mean, Everton, sorry, not Everton. Man City would have won two going to win the league anyways. Yeah. So it's, um, it's expected more than anything else. Um, I appreciate where we finished, how we played football this season. And to... Sorry, I've just got to interject here. <laughs> Dave's cat has jumped up in between him and his microphone. So you've, you've, if you hear Dave slightly muffled, it's because he's being blocked by a cat <laughs> His cat's, his cat's a City fan. He's just got excited. Yeah. The yeah. the one to his, join his cat's an Arsenal fan. He's heard you sort of have a go at them and he's jumped up to, <laughs> to criticise. He's uh, definitely not a City fan. <laughs> Sorry, Dave. Carry on. Carry. Yes, am I, am I disappointed we lost? Yeah, of course. You know, As a football fan, you want to win. You want to win every single match. But reality is, as I've said before, Man City, they were going to win the league in that day. They have, so, really. Yeah, they had, but I guess that aside, it's, it just must be quite a disappointing result. After getting two good results, like we discussed last week with Newcastle and the Chelsea game, to kind of, it feels like going out a bit with a whimper with, with Brighton at home. You, you could look at it from that perspective. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, a, that's where I'd like to focus. <laughs> of course you would. But I think that's where you take the sort of the, might be the Tottenham mindset. Yeah. It was mine as well. Did I ever envisage Arsenal, you know, challenging for the title? The answer is no. Yeah. Did I imagine we'd sustain a title challenge up until yesterday, which was the 14th of May? No. You, so, reality is, that's a, it's a very good season. I think... Sorry, go on, Dan. Sorry, Dan. I was going to say, I think it's a good season compared to where you were the previous five or whatever. But I think, yeah, the, the disappointment has to be there. Now, what I would say is, yes, City have obviously got the better squad um, and are a great side. But I want to go, was it something I said in the first episode, um, our intro one? Do we think that it's because Arsenal this year only had one way they wanted to play in terms of really fast, really pacey attacking? And do we think they've knackered themselves out and potentially if they'd have had a slightly bigger squad or maybe a backup way of playing, it might have been different because there were quite a few points ahead. And I'm thinking they have, and I've said it a number of times now, on their day, Arsenal have been the best team performance-wise, I think, than any other team. So do we think it's that they've knackered themselves out because it's been this fast, high-tempo, quick one, out the gates? One And what something to compliment, and I read this on Twitter earlier, where someone had kind of suggested that, you know, Arsenal haven't had great cup runs this year. Um, they haven't had that long cup run like, you know, Man City have had. But does that play into the whole, 
the squad just got tired. So actually, if they'd done well in the Cups, would they have done as well in the league? Um, or, or was it a choice? Not sacrifice the Cups. I'm sure no one sacrifices Cups. But going out of them early, has that suggested, has that meant that they can do better in the league? Because of, you know, they obviously don't have a bigger squad as City have, or resources that City have. And maybe just a combination of that has helped. Yeah, I think there's pretty an element of truth into that. If I challenge you back and say, well, if Man City put out a second string at 11, that would probably beat most other Premier League clubs. Oh, I agree. That's not a challenge. I think we all agreed on that. I think um, City, the resources they've got and the team they've got is incredible. And the depth is just out of this world. Now, I will say there is there's part of me that thinks, well, with Man City, have they built the success based on some of the potential, I suppose, punishments that are coming their way due to the way they've handled their finances? Yeah. Don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I, sorry, Dan. I, I just still think there's possibly... I think, you know, with the fact that they were at the top of the table, I just wonder if there was an element of... Did Arsenal or Arteta not want to change the play style because he he had a philosophy that he wanted to live by? So so not naivety as such, because that, that sounds like a criticism, but I think he wanted to win the league his way. And maybe I think maybe there's just a little bit of tiredness crept in because as you as you then said, funds weren't there or or you know, City is a squad that's been built up over what, seven, eight, nine years. And this is a fairly new squad for Arsenal. So I think maybe a little bit more experience and a few more players in certain positions. And you'd probably still be sort of a few points ahead rather than four points behind at this stage. That's what I think. I wonder if the World Cup not being there would have changed what happened at all as well. Because I'm sure a lot of Arsenal players were involved in that. Did that add to the can't quite get it over the line? Whereas City just rotate a few players? Quite possibly. And I think it has been a weirder season for a while because of the World Cup. And I remember Haaland wasn't at the World Cup. Yeah. Because of the World yeah. Cup. Also, Man City haven't haven't suffered injuries. Yeah, true. Haaland hasn't been injured, given his point scored 54 goals now. Yeah. Or 52, so around that number. We've had Jesus out for yeah. because of the World Cup. We've had Saliba out. We've had loads of other players out injured. Yeah. Uh, Tommy Asu still out. We've had Tierney out. And Ketia was out for a time being. So there's lots of mitigating factors. And we, we can look at what is and what might have happened, but reality is we'll never know. So I'm going to take it as, actually, I've enjoyed the season. We played some amazing football. The football that Man City plays really bores me. I don't find it entertaining at all. I think they are trying to just kill the teams off. Pass, 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 which is pretty what most teams want to do. But from an aesthetics point of view, they're not great to watch. I agree. I mean, look at look at like I said, Arsenal on their day, and not to rub it in Brighton. I think Brighton have been great this season. Um, Brilliant. You know, yeah. Generally, the football they've played, it's you know, it's a, it's attractive football. I mean, as a Spurs fan right now, I don't care what kind of football we played as long as we won. But we're not doing it with either. We're you know, we we're, we're playing badly and not and not getting the results, and we played well. And we still don't win anything. But yeah, I think the, that's the only shame, happened, isn't it? 
Yeah, the, well, the okay. only shame I think there is is that the gap at the top wasn't slightly smaller because the next game, City are playing Everton. Now, I know we say oh, Everton are at the bottom, but if Everton win that game, they're safe. So they, they've got a lot riding on that game, Everton, to try win that. Um, now, I know we'll probably come to the bottom of the table anyway, but yeah. I just think that that promises to be quite a fascinating time. Well, that's yeah. what they played yesterday. Sorry? Everton played Man City yesterday. Yeah, Sam, they went through it. Everton lost the City yeah. 3 Sorry, no, oh, yeah, so Because everyone said that same thing you did before the City game. Well, Everton are playing something okay. that'd be yeah. good. And they, they rolled over for City. Yeah, I um, I should update my notes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cut this bit out, Dave. Cut this bit out. Um, just as, And this is not to wind you up, Dave, but just as an interesting fact, that Arsenal, if just say City win the league, Arsenal would have been top for 96% of the season this year, which is quite incredible, isn't it, for a team to be top that long and to to not win the league. And I would say that on behalf of any team, if any team were in that position, it's, it's quite a hard one. Yeah, it generally doesn't wind me up. It's, it's an incredible statistic. But I, again, it comes back to actually, I didn't expect to finish second. Yeah. Didn't expect to have a title challenge. Yeah. We played well. That's a really good season. We wanted top four and that's what we got. And just for a note for everyone listening to this podcast, this is why I don't wind up Dave, because he just doesn't bite and doesn't react. So, <laughs> so I gave up doing that years ago. Right, so so, so let, let's move on to some of the other results in um, the Premiership. Um, so before we go into relegation, there was a, a few other games. We'll, we'll go through the fixtures and we'll, we'll go through um, the games. So Aston Villa 2, Tottenham 1 um, was, was a game over the weekend, which... So you should have just left it was a game and then moved on. Yeah, yeah. yeah just a few interesting things for that. So just to talk about Villa for a second. When So obviously we're well past the Stephen Gerrard era now, but when Stephen Gerrard was sacked back in October, Villa was 16th in the league. So obviously now that they're back up at, what is it, joint six? I know they're joint with Spurs. I can't remember if it's fifth or joint six. It feels, feels like joint six. But Emery has done a hell of a job at Villa um, to, to kind of pull that round to, to where they were, um, which is probably worth a mention. Um, but also, just because I love Harry Kane, so Harry Kane um, scored in that game in a 2-1 loss, but we'll celebrate it because Harry Kane has equaled the record for scoring in a number of different games during the league. So he's now scored in 24 different games uh, this, this season, which equals Salah's record um, from a few years ago. So in this year, we're hard, just getting all the records. We're trying to find some edge case records for Harry Kane <laughs> to still get, which is nice. Um, and did you know that last week, and Dan missed this one off his, his stats, but Harry Kane became the first player to score 100 goals home and away? I think so. that's, that's pretty impressive as well. Yeah. That's very impressive, actually. So I do and, have and that's, a question. So on. you go ahead, Dan. You know, Dave, you, you go first. So there was a lot of um, conjecture about Harry Kane's goal and whether it should have been a penalty or not. So because I've become so disillusioned with what Tottenham are doing, I haven't seen it and I didn't watch Match of the Day because I've had enough of them. Um, so I'll have to take your verdict on whether it was a penalty or not. Okay, so there's two things. So did Harry Kane dive? Yes, is the answer. Was it a penalty? The answer is also yes. Yeah. See, he was falling over before he made contact with Martinez, but that contact, unless Harry Kane would have jumped over Martinez, which is never going to happen, is it? Let's be honest. Unless the keeper's got the ball, that's the only time people jump over. 
there was going to be contact. Yeah. So, I agree, yes, I agree. Harry, Harry Kane did manufacture uh, the dive, but it was inevitable there was contact. Yeah. I, I agree with both, but what I would say is we, we see players all the time exaggerating the dive because we know unless they don't, they don't often, or it's not always the case that it's given. Yeah, completely agree. So again, we kind of go back to, and I don't want to do it already as like official bashing, but often, you know, if if a player just gets up, it's like, well, he shrugged off the challenge or or it's, it's not a foul. Sometimes the players do that, I think, to, um, yeah, just to to try and ensure that, you know, rubber stamp that, that decision. Um, yeah, completely agree. And uh, unfortunately, I think because Kane has got this, you know, he's got an incredible record. He does seem to be targeted in terms of dives when there are plenty of other players who do do it. Yeah, I'm uh, surprised that was a 30-minute analysis if everyone's thought he's, he's dived. And and we could probably <laughs> do an episode on this, but I think it's one is because he's at Spurs, and I think two, it's because he is a fairly laid-back, quite, you know, he's not surrounded by controversy. I think he's an easy target. I also think because he's gone against the whole media you have to leave to win a trophy for the last six years I think that's also makes him a bit open for a bit of abuse but yeah we can do another session on that because that's quite an interesting one and I have lots of thoughts on it um so elsewhere in the premiership Man United beat Wolves 2-0 and that clean sheet for United gave De Gea the golden glove of the season were you aware of that I was not aware aware of that amazing how much criticism he's had in recent weeks as well yeah I find I've I haven't fact-checked it. I heard someone say it on Soccer Saturday or, or, or someone along those lines, but it's um, it made me think, where, where's like Ramsdale and where's like Edison? Have, have he, some of his goalkeepers been injured for part of the season or do or do they win but just not with clean sheets? I just probably win with not, not with clean sheets. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll take Ramsdale over to Haya. Yeah, so um, <laughs> I, I was a bit too quick to answer yesterday, yeah. but... Yeah, at the moment, I would probably say that as well. Um, elsewhere in the Premiership, so we go down to the relegation battle now. So we've obviously mentioned Everton losing 3-0 to City. Apparently, um, if they win their next game, they'll avoid relegation. I can say that now. So. Everton. Good yeah. fact, man. Leeds drew 2 all with Newcastle, and Leeds probably had a good chance to, to take a good lead with Bamford missing a penalty, wasn't he, to, to take Leeds 2-0 up at some point in that yeah, game? Yeah, he did, yeah. Um, so it was you know, point gained, but was it two points lost? Chelsea drew with Forrest 2-all, and I think Forrest were winning at one point as well. Forrest have got a terrible away record. Absolutely awful. I think they've yeah. won one game away this year. Was, was that Tottenham? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, and then Palace Bournemouth 2-all. Um, and then Southampton confirmed their relegation with a 2-0 loss at home to, to Fulham. When the Saints go marching down. When the Saints go marching down. They were pretty much down, but now I think as Dan texts me at the weekend, mathematics is now against them as well because everyone says that math- mathematically could still do it, but they're down. But yes, you know, well, so go on. Go on. Now, well, all yeah. I was going to say about the bottom three is, is it one of the worst? And, and obviously I've not compared it to previous previous years, but... At the moment, the bottom three, so Leeds, Leicester and Southampton, in the last five games, that's 15 games between them, there's only been one win. And that yeah. was Leicester. Um, 
I can't remember who that was against, but you know, that's just dreadful, isn't it? 15 games, three teams have only won one game. At the time of talking last week, I think Forest and Everton were in the relegation zone, weren't they? And they've since, in the week, have since come out and now looking slightly more comfortable. I, I think, you know, the cat we've thrown amongst the pigeons later on if Leicester beat Liverpool um, at home. I don't see it happening, but it, it could happen. Can't see it happen. Liverpool probably got the best form in the league right now. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's true. So I can't see it happening. But there's four points that separate 16th and 19th with, you know, two games to go for most of them, apart from Leicester that are playing tonight. I've got three games. Uh, have your predictions changed at all about who's going to go down? Do you know what? I was going to listen back to last week's episode to see what we <laughs> predicted and to see what we predict now, because I think it's different. I think I, I think, think I said... I think we said Everton were going to go down last week. Yeah, I think I said Southampton, Leicester and Everton for me, I think it was. Yeah. That could still happen. Still happen. still happen. I mean, Leicester have got, well, that would put Leicester out, but Leicester have got a game in hand. They play tonight, I think, against Liverpool. So, yeah. well, can't see that being a win for them. Yeah. But, but yeah, but also it just feels like it's going to be another year where it's going to be a fairly low level points to survive potentially because I always used to say 39-40 didn't they yeah yeah that's very true you just like I just want to see you just want to see them fight a bit more don't you like and we'll come on to the playoffs in a minute but you look yeah. at some of the passion for both teams playing in the playoff to play in the premiership and you know they're all out whereas sometimes relegation battles tend to go out with a whimper and you know you, you said it in this chat you know Everton will be up for it because they've still got something to play for but nine times out of ten, we're not. <laughs> and they roll over like they did this weekend. It's a tough one because I was thinking that, like, in the playoffs, there's something huge to play for, but then so is Premier League survival, right? But I just wonder if, like, if after 35 games, like Leicester, they're, after 35 games, they're 19th on 30 points, like two games left, three games left. Psychologically, yeah. does that take it out on players in a sense of, They've got to win their next three games, basically, you've got to say to yourself. And every game less that happens, there's less amount of points yeah. you can... So I just wonder if it's a mental thing. Yeah, I think it is. They're probably mentally exhausted, aren't they, as well, of going into a relegation battle every single weekend. But that is the relegation zone this week. And elsewhere across Europe, Barcelona are crown champions of uh, Spanish League, La Liga. See what happens Barca? at the end. Did you see what happened at the end of that game? No. So mm. they were playing away to Espanyol, weren't they? Which I think is like a, I believe That's it's a, a local. A local derby, isn't it? Because yeah. it's on the edge of Barca. Yeah. And so Barcelona really celebrated the win. And I think, I'm not criticising them, but Carl, come on to it. But they were really celebrating. They were doing like circle, round the centre circle, jumping up and down. And then the, the Espanyol fans just invaded the pitch and, and the Barca fans sort of ran off into the tunnel to hide. So, I mean, there's absolutely no condoning um, sort of like the fans' behaviour. But yeah, they, they were sort of absolutely celebrating, as you would. And yeah, it was a pitch invasion. Oh, wow. Yeah. No, no, I didn't know that. But do you know, do you know how many points ahead of Madrid they finished? Nine. 14. 14. I say finished. Obviously, the season hasn't finished yet, but at the moment, they're 14 (laughs) points ahead of Madrid. Wow. Which is insane because I don't follow the Spanish league, but because you see Real Madrid doing well in the Champions League, you automatically think they're they're doing better in in the Liga, don't you? But um, Mm. but obviously not. Have you seen the Bundesliga? 
No. It's incredible. So it's uh, Bayern Munich and Borussia Dortmund. Yeah. Two biggest clubs in Germany. Flying it off. There's a point between them with only a few day, a few games left. Wow, that's what you want for title race, isn't it? Yeah. You do, yeah. 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 Look, there was another interesting that cropped up in the Spanish league. And, and in this, again, I, th- I think is probably a separate subject or a separate episode. But it was, how, how do you say it? Real Valladolid? Val- 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 Real, that, yeah. that team against Sevilla. Sevilla. And um, it was at the end of the first half. It was nil-nil. And I think first team are a point above relegation and they scored a goal but the referee blew just as the ball now it's if the footage i saw the, the sound was slightly behind so he might have blown just before the player was that the, the ball was struck but when you watch the video the ball's heading into the goal it goes in but the whistle went now i don't know exactly what the rule is i wanted to see because i saw it just before coming on but i always thought that if there was action happening you couldn't blow. So basically there was a mad scramble in the box. And I, I, I just always assumed if there was a passage or a phase of attack, the play would carry on. But the referee blew just as the player struck the ball, or maybe just a fraction before, and scored a goal was disallowed, and then they lost 3-0. I mean, oh. it's an argument whether they would have lost or not, but it was just interesting about that. And yeah, and if you can watch it, have a, have a look at it. Yeah, okay. That is interesting. Um, you'd be pretty pissed off, though, wouldn't you? Peed off, yeah, sorry. Because I thought, like I said, or maybe it's my FIFA, the, the, the video game element, but I just assumed, I always thought that the ball could only, or, or the whistle could only go when there was, if it, there was no sort of direct action happening. Yeah. I think yeah. It's, just, it's the nice or right thing to do, typically. Yeah. Because if you're playing to, you know, a certain time, then that's when the time should stop and when the referee should blow. It was a great goal. So and and yeah, the referees. Yeah, to be fair to you, I'm surprised there wasn't any red cards after that. But yeah, yeah, ha- have a look. Okay. What we need is a referee to tell us the laws of the game and say this is why this happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or someone just to write the handball rule and not have it uh, every- <laughs> yeah. change. Every game. Um, before we go talking about the playoffs, does anyone want to call out anything else that's happened in football over the weekend? I do. But it hasn't happened. It's happening, possibly. Go this on. is going to happen. It does involve... Well, it's linked to Tottenham. Oh, no, no, no. Um, I don't think I'm ready. <laughs> say what I think you're about to say. I don't think I'm ready to talk about it yet. We can talk about it when it happens or when it gets announced. Yeah. How about that? Yeah, I already spoke to Dan about it over the weekend. I already ruined his weekend. So. Oh, you've, <laughs> you've thrown me off my swing now. Um, for so anyone, I, this, this is the, the news that we're about to confirm Pochettino as as the Chelsea manager. Um, we're going to confirm it, are we? Are we, are we confirming it? Wow, we're breaking you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> waiting on us to go to go public with it. Um, but yeah, that's brilliant for Chelsea. I I think he will be able to. Obviously, they've got to get rid of a lot of players fairly soon, and I think he'll be able to coach what's left to make them feel like good players. I think that's. Great, you know, he did it with Southampton, he did it with Tottenham, he took an average group of players and made it a good team. I think he'll do the same with Chelsea. Maybe, yeah, let's pick it up, let's pick it up next week so we can go through our heartbreak. But yeah, there is one other very quick thing I haven't fact checked it, saw it before the, the we recorded, but apparently Gal Clichy's still playing, he's playing in Switzerland. Oh, yeah. And the, this, this, the post I saw was he got messaged by someone saying, 
your your opposing goalkeeper tonight likes to stay off his line a lot. Now, again, this feels like a really sort of fanciful tell. And Clichy scored from just over the halfway line. He got oh, the ball. Is wow. he gets it? So I'd oh. love to. You know, I really want to believe that's a true thing. But yeah, we saw. You see a picture of a text message, and it, it apparently confirmed by Clichy saying that yeah. yeah he's got a message saying yeah you're, you're, the goalie loves to stay out of his goal when the ball's at the other end yeah and he, he scored from I can't remember if it was inside or just over halfway line but yeah scored a cracker of a goal wow. I, love, I just love the story I, I want it to be true so. yeah okay cool <laughs> thank you Dan right so let's let's move on to the playoffs then so we'll do a bit of a deep dive into what happened in the playoffs but I thought it was quite interesting just to learn some of the background of where the playoffs come from and what they are so for anyone who, who doesn't know in the English league structure, we have the Premier League, the Championship, League One, League Two, and the National League below that. Um, for most leagues, we have three teams that get automatically relegated. To come back up, you usually have two teams that automatically get promoted, and then you have uh, the four teams that sit underneath that into a, a tournament, um, a four-team tournament called the Playoffs, um, of, of which the winner then gets automatically promoted into the next league. Um, as I said, it held across all four leagues. Across, I don't know if it goes below the National League, does it? I think it does it. I wouldn't have thought so. I'd be surprised. Yeah, so not sure if it goes below the National League. That's a good start, but I'm sh- unsure of <laughs> a particular point. I, I don't believe it does. I've not seen it in my <laughs> yeah. experience. Yeah. The semi-finals are two legs, um, and they don't count away goals, and we're going to that in a minute. So it's just um, straightforward two legs, and if it's a tied, um, it goes into extra time and penalties with a final held at Wembley, which has mostly been the case um, for quite a while, apart from when Wembley was out of action and it was in the Millennium Stadium. Any idea when the first playoffs were held in this country? Any guesses on years? 92. Dave? I was, I was going to go later. I'm going 99. 1987 uh, was, was the first playoffs in this country. Um, and it was part of a bigger plan to get football... Um, fans back into grounds. Um, So there was a whole load of things that happened around the 80s which stopped people going to games. So there was Luton versus Millwall, um, which was a bit of a ruckus with seats being thrown onto the pitch. Chelsea versus Sunderland back then. There was 100 people arrested after a pitch invasion. General Stamford Bridge pitch invasions. There was the Bradford City Stadium fire. There was a Hazel Stadium disaster um, where Liverpool were playing Juventus and where a few people died. So people had stopped going back to football. So they, they did a plan to, to get people back into football grounds. One of them was they were going to stop broadcasting on telly. To, so they were, they were going to go to, they were going to do a two-year blackout period where you couldn't watch football on the telly to try and get people back into the games. Um, and the other thing they were going to do was to start reforming the leagues to get 20 teams in the Premiership or the top league, as we have, we have it today, and 24 teams in the other leagues. So to do that, they devised, they had a, as part of their plan, which I think was called the Heathrow plan, I think, um, where they introduced the playoffs. Now, in the first two years of the playoffs, and I didn't know this, and I think this is quite interesting, but the four teams in the playoffs were made up of three from the or below the three positions below the automatic promotions, and then one from the top league just above the relegation zone. So. Okay. They were almost defending their league status by being entered into a playoff for three other teams from the team below, which I think would be. Re- I actually would almost be up for bringing that idea back because, so you'd have like Everton who are trying to dodge relegation, but actually they might go into the playoffs to to 
to, to defend their spot. See, I, I'm really glad you said that because I thought I remembered in Scotland and Italy a similar thing, yeah, where the third-placed relegation and the third-placed promotion team played off for a battle yes. of... Yeah, I, I thought I remembered it. Yeah. I, it happens a bit around Europe now, but we'll go into that in, in a minute. Um, the first three years of the playoffs had a two-legged final, but when, if it was tied after two legs, they would then play a third match in a neutral venue. So rather than have away goals, penalties or extra time, they'd just go and play a third match somewhere else, which blows my mind a little bit. Um, 1990, away goals were introduced. But this was abolished in 1999. Do we know why? Way goals. Yeah, way goals was abolished. You won't know. But I'll just add a, add a bit of suspense. <laughs> the Ipswich chairman complained that it was unfair because they got knocked out twice on away goals. <laughs> That's <laughs> fair enough, yeah. So it was then abolished. Um, and we haven't had a way goal since. 2003, there was a proposal to have six teams enter the playoff. Um, so you would have um, two rounds. You would have the third and fourth team would get a bye, and then you would have the four teams below that play like a quarter final, and then go through to a semi final into a final. Um, but that got a last minute rejection from the FA and Premier League. But that was really close to to being implemented. With regards to financial reward, the Championship playoff is seen as the most lucrative one off game in all of football uh, with the financial rewards. For for the winner, you get 135 million as a promotion bonus. And if you survive the next season, you get 130 million. But the worst case scenario is if you get promoted and then get relegated again. So you get 135 million and plus a 75 million parachute. So the winner of that playoff is guaranteed 205 million, if my maths are, are correct, in premiership revenue. Because it's so lucrative, and I didn't know this fact either, by agreement, the loser of the playoff final takes the gate receipts for the whole game. Well, that is interesting. Yeah, I didn't know that bit. So yeah. what, what are the gate receipts? From the tickets from the game. So what? I know, so, I know what they are, but in terms of... Oh, I didn't, I didn't write that down, Dave. <laughs> You've made me look... Homework for next week. Homework for next week. <laughs> um, other interesting facts about the playoffs. Most wins in the championship playoffs... Can you think of a team that's won the most? Alton? No. Dan, you have a go. I was, Bolton was was going to be mine, but I don't know. Sheffield. Crystal Palace. Oh, oh, Palace. Crystal Palace won. And the other interesting fact about the English playoffs is Blackpool have won the playoffs for the top three, the top three playoffs. So not the National League. They've won yeah. the Championship One, League One and League Two. And they're the only team um, to do that, so, so that's. I thought there were two teams that had won. Could be wrong. I thought there was a second team. Don't don't challenge me. Challenge me <laughs> offline. Sorry, all right. Yeah, that is your it's your feature. Go on. <laughs> um, so elsewhere in Europe, um, La Liga pretty much does the same format as the UK. Um, I say UK as the English English league. So they have uh, four teams below the automatic promotion to go up. But they've been having playoffs since 1929. So they've been having a lot longer um, than we have. Um, League One in France, they have something slightly different. And it took me a while to, to grasp what they do. But they have the they have the top three... Sorry, sorry, I'll start again. The three teams below automatic promotion go into a playoffs. 
Um, so the fourth and fifth player match, and the winner gets to play third in the semi-final. And then the winner between that third and another team go into the League Two playoff to play the 18th team from the top division. Okay. Does that make sense? So they do do that. You've got to defend your league space if you finish in 18th in, in the league above. Um, and I've worked down the Bundesliga, but I can't quite work out my notes. They do something a bit weird with defending the place as well, where 16th, the 16th from the top league plays the, the team from the plays the third team from the league below over two legs. So they don't have a one off match, they have a two leg match to defend their right to stay in that league. And Dan, I deliberately didn't look at Italy because you said you might bring that to the table as well. Yeah, so I won't necessarily go right into all the details of it, but I just want to say first that I like the excitement that the playoffs can bring, but I don't necessarily agree with the playoffs, um, depending on who wins it and performance over season. But we could talk about that. Yeah, in Italy, I was having a look and because at first I thought I was going to find the top team plays, the top team, or the yeah, the relegated team from the top division was going to play the promote, promotion prospect from the lower division. But if that was the case, it changed many years ago because now in Serie B, at the end you get three teams promoted to Serie A and four teams go down. What they do, though, is of the three promoted, the top two are automatic. And if the third place team is 10 or more points ahead of the fourth place team, they get automatic promotion as well. Which oh, I wow, kind of okay. like the idea of that. So yeah, if they're if they're more than if they're ten or more points ahead of fourth, they'll go up. Otherwise, there's a playoff. And even in the playoff format, there, it, it's it's a, it's the same thing. It's a playoff, um, kind of like two rounds, two legged ties. Same same as us. Um, if a tie is drawn at the end of regular play, um, extra time is played. If the two teams are still tied after thirty minutes, the higher classified team advances. So again, wow. it's, it's no penalties. Wow. Um, and a similar thing happens in relegation. The last three placed teams are automatically demoted to the third division. If the 16th placed team is five or more points ahead of the 17th, then the 17th place becomes the fourth and final team to be demoted. So again, there's a similar thing. I kind of like that because it does throw a little bit of fairness into... It's like, it's like a moving dotted line, isn't it? When you look at the table, it's... Uh... Yeah. It's yeah. an interesting way of doing it. And, and just, I just want to throw Serie C in because this was quite interesting as well. Because for me, the way it's set up, I think Serie C is really not as kind of like, you know, Italy really has got the, the top division and then the second one. The third division is made up of 60 teams across three divisions. You've got the North and Central West, the North and Central East, and the Middle and South of Italy. The winners of each division automatically go into Serie B. However, what then happens is there's a 2018 playoff, that final. No. Yeah, yeah. So um, 28 teams compete to achieve the only available spot there for Serie B. 27 of them are the teams which have finished in the second to 10th position. The 28th team is a winner of the Serie C Cup. So you don't even have to have finished in the top, top thing there. Yeah, so that's just a, that fascinating. That's a yeah. ball at the bottom, isn't it? Yeah, I found that amazing. So, yeah, you've got three teams. The, the winner of each league goes up and then 28 teams uh, fight out for that final space. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. So I just thought that was in, a couple of interesting things. I mean, my takeaway from that is, yeah, Serie C kind of one blew my mind. But I like the way they do because we saw like, um, was it Notts County also finished over yeah. 100 points this year? So, yeah. Did, yeah. 
in the Italian style, they would have automatically been promoted and there wouldn't be well, playoffs. Anyway, if Notts County had lost, we might have implemented the the uh, <laughs> yeah. next season. Well, yeah. but that's kind of it for my playoff stats and history and background. So should we maybe take that as a segue to go into the Notts County game? Which um, Yeah, let's do it. What, let's what do you it. watched? Yeah, I saw the second half and penalties. Um, I thought it was a great game as a neutral. Yeah. So a bit of background, what Notts County finished on just over 100 points. I don't know what, who are they playing? Mm-hmm. Peterborough? No, Chelsea? No. Chesterfield. Chesterfield. Oh, sorry. I think it was 107 points they finished on. 107 points. That must have been, if they were to go out, that would have surely have been a record for a number of points and not been promoted. Look at the way they did it though. So, so they finished second to Wrexham. Yeah. They went to the playoffs, the semis, and they scored in the last minute of extra time to go through. Yeah. yeah. Then to win the final on penalties. Yeah. Is quite remarkable. So yeah. really, had Wrexham not been there, they would have cakewalked the league. And yeah. Quite right, they are deserved, deserving to, to get promoted. But they've done it in the most dramatic way possible. Yeah. It's, you would have thought, though, because there obviously was a bit of dramatic getting through to the semis and then they equalised in the final and they equalised again, so you get to a penalty. And, you know, John Bostock steps, steps up to have a penalty. You think after all that kind of near misses, you think he would blast that penalty down the line, wouldn't you, and just, yeah. like, blast it in, but that's not what he chose to do. Yeah. There's, there's two, uh, well, three things on this. One, so at Chesterfield were the third-place team, but they were 23 points behind Notts County. Okay, so yeah. it's a fair final in that sense, uh, second and third, but yeah, they were 23 points. Um, yeah, about the final, yeah, my takeaway was, yeah, subbing the keeper for the penalties. Oh, yeah, I forgot that, yeah. Which I've only ever seen once before that I can remember, and it was in the World Cup, I think. Was it Holland? It, it was, I think it was Holland, wasn't it? Didn't, um, I can't, was, yeah. I can't remember it was who they It was a goalie who played at Newcastle for a bit, I yeah. think. I can't remember his name. But yeah, they subbed that. But I don't... I, I think they won that as well. But yeah, so Notts County sub... Sorry? Yes, Crow. That's it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Notts County subbed their keeper before the penalties and he saved two. And yeah. yeah, the other standout was, yeah, Bostock sort of trying to think, chip the, the keeper. And, you know, and I get it. He was then kind of joking in the interview afterwards. He was saying he thought it was a crossbar challenge rather than a penalty shootout. <laughs> and yeah, it's all good because they won it. But yeah, if they hadn't have won that... You know, both, both those two things are so, like extremes, aren't they? So if, if Bostock had done that and scored, he would be like given hero status. But if he got it wrong and they lost, he'd be given villain status. And it's the same with the substituting the goalies, isn't it? It's like a, I'm either going to be a tactical genius for doing this, or it's going to go horribly, horribly wrong. And luckily, what? it went. I just feel for the keeper who comes off. That that's who I feel for. I feel for the keeper that goes on. Like how many well, appearances I don't, he's got. I don't know how many appearances he's had over summer over a season, but he's about to go on and say, you know, the future of Notts County relies on you. We've got you this far. You just need to save a couple of penalties. Keeper can't lose. Yeah, yeah, in I'm my view. It's not his decision. Because no. he's not the the other thing actually, and I again I, f- I forgot to follow it up, but I'm sure I heard them say that the Chesterfield manager wasn't on the pitch to watch the penalties. He, well, he couldn't really- watch them. That's what I'd heard, which I need to find out, you know, has he got a health condition or something? But if that if that's the case, I've, that that sound that felt a bit off as well. Okay. So that is Notts County. So well done to Notts County. 
In the championship playoffs, we had Coventry versus Middlesbrough, which finished in a nil-nil. I didn't see that game, so I don't know if it was a good game, but nil-nil usually links to it. Not didn't sound it. Yeah. <laughs> and then you had Sunderland beat Luton 2-1 after Luton took the lead. And I watched this game and I felt Luton with a better team up until Sunderland equalised and then Sunderland with a better team and could have had, probably had more over that second half. Yeah, yeah I think it's all to play for still. Both both games all to yeah. play for. Um, and then in the other one of note I've got is in League One, Sheffield Wednesday, who narrowly missed out on automatic promotion by one or two points and are 19 points ahead of their opponents, Peterborough, lost 4-0. So, you know, the whole season built up and they could have just lost it on one leg of, of a playoff semi-final. Um, so we'll see if Sheffield Wednesday pull off a miracle in that game and, and pull back four four goals. Anything so, else? To... Sorry, go Just the League 2 one. So you had Salford beat Stockport County. Salford City. So Yeah. And what was, what was the other one or has that not been played yet? Is that tonight? Uh I think that was the... No, it hasn't been played yet, I don't think. I'm just trying to have a look. You know, that was Bradford City beat Carlisle yesterday. Ah, uh, that's right. Uh, yeah. that, the first one was Saturday, Bradford, Carlisle yesterday, yeah. And I think all those matches, second legs, play t- tomorrow and Wednesday, so midweek this week. Um, and I think... Sometimes the those game is the evening game makes it a bit more exciting as well. I don't know why. I think an evening atmosphere is usually We've got Champions League this week, so we'll probably pick that up next week's episode, maybe. Yeah. The second legs of the semi-finals. Are the finals still the May Bank holiday weekend, so not this weekend, the weekend after? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. So we've got a couple of weeks till they're all decided, but exciting times in the playoffs. Fancy taking a humorous trip down a random topic each week? You do? Well, you're in luck. Casting Views, presented by me, Dan, and a host of guests, bring you just that. With topics from the world of entertainment, science, sport, and everyday life, there's bound to be a topic that's going to inform and amuse. Catch Casting Views every Sunday on all listening platforms now. Right, are you two ready for a quiz? I'm ready. I am ready. You're ready. Okay, it's quiz time. So this week, uh, we are all going around the premiership. And what I actually tested myself on this, and I think it's actually quite hard, but you think it should be easy. So we're going to go on the penalty shootout style that we've done the last couple of weeks. So I'll get both of you to pick a number. Um, Then associated to that number, so numbers 1 to 20, I will read out a premiership team. All you have to do is tell me who their shirt sponsor is. Well done, Dave. <laughs> so, <laughs> well done, so Dave. I'll give you five five picks each, and if you're tired after five picks, then we'll go into a sudden death, because uh, I obviously have a few to play for. So do you both understand the rules? Uh, are these all Premier League teams, or are these European teams? All and Premier League teams. Can I it makes qualify? it even worse when I don't get it. Is it? Of the main shirt, because you're allowed to get sponsorship on the sleeve now. The main well. shirt sponsor, so it goes over the front of your shirt. Okay. Not make of clothing, the main the main shirt sponsor. Right, so who wants to go? Let oh, I was gonna go in alphabetical order, but I had to work that out quickly. Dave, stop Googling, <laughs> please. 
work stuff, don't worry. <laughs> okay, so let's, I think, Dan P, I think by alphabetical order, you can go first. And you, you guys have got a better chance this week because I'm not playing. And I'm happy for Dave to go first, honestly. You want Dave to go first? I'm happy oh, for Dave to go on. first. All right, Dave, on. pick a number between 1 and 20. Number 1. Number one, you were hoping I did it in alphabetical and that was going to be asked. It was, yeah. yeah. Um, number one is wolves. I don't know. No idea. Astropay. Honestly, Astropay, I've never heard of them. <laughs> it's funny, isn't it? Because you see pictures of these players wearing shirts every week and you think you would have an element of photographic memory to kind of pick out what they are. But I really struggled on a lot of these. So, Dan, your first pick. Let's go for 16. 16 is Fulham. I know this one. Is that Mansion? No, I haven't got it as Mansion. Dan, what, Dave, what did you... I, I'm not giving bonus points. He, Dan's, Dan's missed the goal when he's penalty and it's gone into the crowds, but you have the chance <laughs> to go and get the ball back and have a bit of pride. <laughs> I wish case, I'm going to skip it. Let's give me one question. <laughs> Dan, Dave, out of interest, what did you think it was? Uh, W88. You would, would have been correct. Um, if it, won't, you it won't be next year, will it? Uh, so, both after the first penalty. So, Dave, your second pick. Number two, please. Oh, number two is Tottenham. Is it Tottenham? One of the only three, I don't I know this as well because it's red. Yeah. Do you know what? I've seen our shirt with that sponsor in blue and it looks really good. I just don't know why we don't do it. Sorry, but Chaz, off on a tangent. A-I-A. Correct. So Dave scores to go 1-0 up. Um, Dan, your turn. 17. 17 is Crystal Palace. I don't know. I'm just going to say I don't know. Don't know, Dave. Do you know Crystal Palace? I don't know. It is cinch. Oh, okay. No, it is a sort of one. Like you said, you feel like you should know. Yeah. <laughs> Dave? Mm, three. This is an interesting one. So Nottingham Forest? I know this one because uh, they're quite famous for it. They don't have sponsors. Correct. Mm-hmm. So I'd have accepted two answers here. Either they don't have one or the charity they started putting on their shirts, which is the UNHCR charity. I get two points. No, just well, you've got two points in total because you got your last one right, but not two he points. Did he? Yeah, yeah, he did. He's Damn on. It. He's on, He's two nil up, but he's taken one more penalty than you. I, I, okay, well, okay, not that that matters. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dan, let's do you? 18, 18. Brighton. Oh, for sake! Um, I know this one as well because it was on yesterday. No, I don't know. I'm not going to waste time. I'm not, I'm not like uh, I'm not like these teams. So I'm not going to waste time. <laughs> um, Dave, do you want to do you want to have a take of glory? Yes, yeah, American Express. American Express, correct. See, I know four teams, right? That I could easily say, and I haven't had any one of those. What's <laughs> um, Dave, your one, please. Ten. Number ten. Number ten. Yes, That's this is one, right? Uh, Villa. Oh. Zoo. Kazoo, yep. So Dave, Dan, we'll just carry on. Just because we do next go, next goal wins. Can we do next goal <laughs> wins? <laughs> uh, yes, what it is num- Kazoo. Uh, what number was that? Ten. 
yeah. That was the one of the second ones on you. So Dave's had two of mine. Uh, let's go 19. <laughs> 19 is Bournemouth. Oh, for Bournemouth. All right, no, let's do this. Bournemouth Building Society. No, it's not, <laughs> Dave. No idea. It's, I don't know how to pronounce this, but Defabet, D E F A T. Again, yeah. won't be next year. Yep. I think what everyone's beginning to detect is how good a loser Dan is. He's, he's, <laughs> taking, he's taking us really well. Dave, um, your last and final pick, please. Number seven, please. Uh, Everton. It's not getting one in it. No. Dan, any ideas? Sounds like this is a betting one. But no, I don't know. But I thought I thought it was betting. It's stake. S-T-A-K-E. But I don't know if it is betting. I, I don't have a background of them. Well, should we go through a few more? Dave's uh, one. You, right. you, Dan, you've got one more. Oh, have I got one more? Let's do 20. Oh, well done, Dan. This might be one of the ones you know. Is <laughs> it? <laughs> And I put this deliberately here because I thought Dave would assume that number one would be Arsenal, but I put this <laughs> number 20. So, Dan, Dan Arsenal. Emirates. Yes. So, so I get one back. I, I get a bit of self-respect. Yeah. So, Dave wins at 3-1. Congratulations, Dave. Thank you very much. So, we'll do a few more. Um, Manchester United. Team viewer. Yep. Yeah. Let's find that funny. I don't know why. <laughs> it's a bit of an odd one, isn't it? It's, it's uh, Microsoft, really, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Liverpool. Standard Chartered. Yeah. That was the other one I knew. Uh, Leeds. Nope, no idea. Dance Building Society. <laughs> I, feel, I, I think I know what your go-to is. <laughs> Do any building societies? Do any teams? We're not sure. Um, Chelsea. Three. What was Leeds? Sorry, what was Leeds? Oh, sorry, SBO Top. Oh, okay, okay. Um, Chelsea is free, as you said. Brentford, Brentford. Brentford Building Society. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't know. Hollywood Bets. Um, next year, West- I'll keep saying it. Not next year, it won't be. <laughs> West Ham. Nope. Betway. So we, we what I said earlier. Basically, Dan and I don't know any of the gambling ones. I, I think it's I think it's difficult, isn't it? Yeah. But um, I, I wonder if it is that because I think if you think back to a lot of retro shirts, like we could, you know, Arsenal JVC and Tottenham Holston and Man United yeah. Sharp. I feel Pretty like much I, I know them a lot better than today's world. Um, Southampton. No idea. Sports bet. Oh, there's so many. Newcastle. That's another betting one, but yeah, it is, isn't it? Is fun eight eight? So I was going to say triple eight, but you know it was an eight <laughs> in there. Um, Man City, Etihad, yeah, Leicester. Oh, don't know. I, I know it, but I can't say it. It's uh, isn't it a, a drink? No, it's it's FBS. But I was just, I don't know what FBS is. I was just wondering if that was Building Society. society, (laughs) Fox's Building Society. Fox's Building Society. Um, So maybe it is. So um, there you have it. I feel like we've probably just advertised gambling for the last sort of five to ten minutes. Well, they're not going to be able to do that next year, are they? So 
I don't that's going to be interesting. I guess we haven't advertised gambling because we are quite ignorant to it. We don't know what's on the shirts. Yeah, yeah but yeah, we, we blow it out, don't we? We censor it. We filter it out when we watch these games. We don't realise it is gambling. It's just amazing, though, how many are sponsor, uh, betting. Because they've can, they got a lot of money, right? They just they yeah. can throw money at these clubs. Well, right. relegation formed by me on these quizzes so far. So I think yeah. it's one each, isn't it? We've got one each. No, no, Dan no. thinks I won the first one, but I think it was a draw. It was a draw, wasn't it? Yeah. Draw. Between who? Me and you? Oh, it would have been, yeah. Between oh, I'll Dan. take that then. A point. I'll, I'll take well, that as a point. I've got, I've got one and a half. Um, Dave's got one and you've got a half. I've got half. All right, that's fine. That's um, that's unless we, do, unless we do three points for a win. So I'm on... No, no, no. As it is. I'm on, three, I'm on four points. Dave's on three points. You're on one point. I'm on three points with the game in hand. No, I haven't got a game in hand, have I? I lost, lost last week. does anyone think anyone else has anyone got anything else to add before we wrap up nothing from me other than advertising socials yes so you can find us on uh, twitter at justfootballpod you can also almost email us email us at justfootballpod yeah and please interact to us with us, talk with us. Um, we will be followed back as well. Um, so yeah, until next week, goodbye. Uh, bye. Thanks for listening to the Just Football Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. And if you did, please share with your friends and family. You can subscribe on your favourite podcast platform. You can also follow us on Twitter at Just Football Pod for the latest news and updates. See you next time.